0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Rough night for Uncle Bernie. Yeah, I assume he's feeling the burn. You may want to put some cream or like a salve on that or something. Not a good night for Uncle Joe either. Crazy Joe Biden. I've got coverage of last night's super duper sloppy Tuesday. I've got my coronavirus daily update. And I've got that story I've been teasing for you for days, why hidden votes matter, what the Trump team's doing. And honestly, it's kind of tied to this coronavirus story. A lot going on. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your online activity shouldn't be public, ladies and gentlemen. Protect yourself today with expressvpn.com Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. I'm doing quite well, Daniel. Quite well for all the crazy that's crap that's hear. going on now. I know. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. Well. It's a rough time. Like I've said, I feel like we're living through something very similar. <laughs> significant right now Agreed. and uh, i feel like it's really upon us to distill out what is real from what is fake and i've got a story today yeah. from the daily mail about corona that'll that'll show you that i was all um ecstatic about getting you some information mm-hmm. and then something happened so we'll get to that today's show brought to you by moneys right. at lending club if you're carrying revolving debt that means you're not paying off your credit card every month it could be paying thousands in interest every year you don't need to pay With Lending Club, consolidate your debt or pay off your credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed rate personal loans. No trips to a bank, no high interest credit cards. Super easy to use. Just go to LendingClub.com slash Dan. Tell them about yourself, how much you want to borrow, pick the terms that are right for you. And if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as just a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer lending platform with over 35 billion in loans issued. Go to lendingclub.com slash Dan today. Check your eight minutes. Borrow up to 40000 dollars That's lendingclub.com slash Dan. Lendingclub.com slash Dan. All loans made by Web Bank. Member F D I C equal housing lender. All right, producer Joe. All right, let's here go. Here we go, baby. Okay, let's open up first with our daily coronavirus updates. Important given the uh Public hysteria being stoked by the media, which seems to be relishing this opportunity to frighten the hell out of everyone. Uh, That's not what we're going to do here. First, um, Italy's in in an obvious public health crisis right now. They've seen the spread of the coronavirus up there with South Korea um, and China, places that have had real uh, serious uh, spreads of this. So Italy's been closing down a lot of any public gatherings basically at all. So there's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today by the excellent James Freeman uh, saying, hey, before we go full Italy, basically as with any other problem in life, crafting a virus solution should include consideration of the costs and benefits. I'm not going to keep saying it, but I've said it for the past few days. I'll just briefly repeat it here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a serious problem. The question is how serious and what costs should we impose on others based on the level of seriousness? That's it. We have to adequately price the risk here. If we don't, there's going to be a massive miscalculation. Now, Freeman makes an interesting point here. There is some talk, you've heard it on the news, you've heard it on the media, of places and locales closing schools for kids. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's a massive cost. That is a cost to parents who will have to then stay home or parents who will have to find some kind of daycare babysitting solution. It's a cost. Is it the appropriate cost? Maybe in some areas of the country it is. Maybe in New Rochelle where they've had a a, uh, a a larger problem than in other places. Maybe it is. I'll leave that up to the localities and the leaders there and the people there to decide for themselves. Do we have to close down schools nationwide as some people in the media have hysterically proposed right now? Well, Joe, shouldn't we base that on evidence? Yeah, absolutely. Has that worked in the past? Well, the Wall Street Journal here to provide what we're going to do here again, facts and data data and non-hysterical coverage of what's going on. My man. Check this out. This is what happened in the past. During the H1N1, the uh, H1N1 flu outbreak in 2009, some schools were closed and kids still ended up congregating at places like malls and water parks. One of the doctors mentioned here that the role of children in driving the spread of the current infection is still unclear. Basically, folks, again, the hysteria here, I believe, is is multi-purpose for the media. Number one, it drives ratings for them. Number two, they get to damage Donald Trump. It's sad. Should we be closing schools nationwide? The evidence says right now, nationwide, clearly no. We'll see what happens in localities and if that decision is appropriate. But based on what happened before with H1N1, it didn't seem it to stem the flow of that virus either because kids just went out and were playing in parks and were in malls and in water parks and elsewhere. And if they had if they were probably spreading it anyway. If your child is sick or you're sick, stay home and stay away from people. It's pretty simple advice so far. Now, more media hysteria. The media has clearly honed in on a talking point, again, meant to damage the Trump administration and not help in a time of crisis. The talking point, you've probably heard it. It comes up all the time. And listen, the questions are valid, please. I'm obviously a supporter of the president. But let's be very careful here. Questions by the citizenry towards the government we elected, the president, the Senate, the House, our Congress, are all fair. I'm simply suggesting to you, are the questions based on a pure motive or are they based on a political attack? And this continued question about the testing kits, clearly at this point, I believe is politically motivated. What do you want the administration to do more? They're wiping away regulations at a record pace to get accurate testing kits out there and they're telling people the right thing. If you don't have symptoms, please don't get tested because that'll take away a test, Joe. Joe. From someone who may be showing symptoms and may need the test, right, right, right. Was the, the was the delay in getting the test kits out there acceptable? No. But we've got the questions, we've got the answers. The administration is doing what it's can, what it can. But the Democrats have clearly honed in on a talking point, and that's a delay in getting the coronavirus testing kits out there. Now, I want to show you how this works. How the media continues this narrative, despite the fact that the question's been asked about the testing kits and it's been answered repeatedly. Here's an article by Politico, otherwise known as Bull Itico. You can fill in the rest. Look at this. Exclusive. Exclusive. David Lim and Brianna Ailey. U.S. coronavirus testing threatened by shortage of critical lab materials. Oh, my gosh. We're all going to die again. Again? So, Joe. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Amazingly, <laughs> right. again, we're again, all. Yeah. This is like we're resurrected and yeah. we're just killed again by these constant barrage of negative media headlines. So, Joe, I'm just asking you, as the audience referee, you've been for over five years now. We've been doing this yeah, show, bro. however long we've been doing it. Yeah. You read that headline, you're led to believe that there is a crisis and this mass shortage, right? Yep, that's what it, of testing yeah. kit supplies, right? And if you, and and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, sure, ninety five percent or more of people only read the headline. Now, if you read the article, which many liberals won't, and you get to the end of the article, you'll notice at the end that there's this little gem in there, which seems to kind of contradict the hysteria of the headline. Remember, the testing kits is the new media talking point. Quote, same article, folks. Same article. Not a joke. I didn't edit this. Commercial labs, which have recently started running coronavirus tests, have not experienced any supply shortages, according to a spokesperson for the American clinical laboratories. (laughs) It's not funny. It's the same. I I, I don't know what the, it's Uh, the same or the same damn article. It's the same article. Now, Joe, is that at the beginning? Is that the opening paragraph? Of course it is. It's all the way at the end. And they're kind of hoping you don't read to the end where it says that the clinical labs out there doing this have said, Hey, we don't have any shortages yet. Folks, again, will there be shortages? I hope not. I pray not. If there are, yes, we should be covering it. We should be asking questions. It's not our goal to be sheep. I don't care who's in charge. Trump, Reagan, Obama, or anyone else. But do you think, I'm just asking you a simple question. Do you think that headline corresponds to the reality of what that story says? Exclusive, critical shortages. Ah! At the end spokesperson for the lab association says, we're not experiencing any, any shortages right now. Uh, <laughs> folks, <laughs> yeah. I only read that. I only read that article at Politico because I saw the headline on Twitter. I sit here all, Paula can attest to this. I sit here all day and my entire life is preparation for this show for you because I don't want you to miss anything, anything. I sit there all day and read news. It's all I do. I never get up. I'm like this all day. I read that article. I'm like, wow, this could be trouble. And honestly, there's a lot of opportunities here for people who are panic selling. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, are these lab companies in trouble? What's happening? Are we going to have to do something? And I read the article, I get to the end and I find out that the whole story is hysteria. And I feel like I just wasted my time. Yeah. Proving my now three to four day coverage on Corona, that the getting of information that is accurate and tested is extremely difficult because that's not the media's function now. They want eyeballs and they want anti-Trump hysteria. Accurate information is a distant 72nd. It's not even third. Showing again how difficult this is. It's not the Daily Mail's fault here, by the way. But here's the UK Daily Mail. Puts out a story I found fascinating. I read the whole thing. Paula, did I not stop you last night? I go, Paula, check this out. Headline. There's a study out in China how one guy spread corona to nine other people on this bus. There's diagrams in this piece. It's in the show notes. Please go to the show notes, Bongino.com. If you want to subscribe to my email list, Bongino.com slash newsletter. I'll email you these stories every day. It's a good one. Scientists find the deadly virus can travel four times the safe distance and linger in the air for over 30 minutes in confined places. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's interesting. It says a study in China. So I said to Paula, she's fascinated with this. She walked in the door. I said, you got to see this Daily Mail piece. Apparently, this thing can live in the air for up to 30 minutes. What happened is, according to this China study, this uh, this sick passenger had left the bus, and people who got on the bus after him up to 30 minutes later may have been contaminated. So hold on this. Hold on, hold on this story. I don't want you to tune out now. All right. If you are, you're making a mistake. Don't spread this before I finish this. Because again, the point of this is not to tell you about the study. It's to tell you about how hard it is to get accurate information. Now let's go to the bullet points from the piece. I'm going to read through them and make sure you stay till the end. If you're watching on YouTube, you can read ahead. YouTube.com slash Bongino. (laughs) Bullet point. Scientists studied one guy in China who passed the virus to 13 people in total. On the bus, the germs jumped as far as 4.5 meters to other travelers. That's apparently new. It lingered in the air for up to 30 minutes after the man got off the bus. People who wore masks on the bus were not infected, the study found. I found that interesting too. Coronavirus bugs also stayed on surfaces for days, especially when it was hot. Very interesting. Scientists said their findings show face masks are useful protective measures. This is all unbelievable information. I'm like, I got to get this out to my audience. (laughs) Hold on. Time out, T.O. Update. The study published in a Chinese journal has since been retracted. Oh, oh. You can't get any, you can't get anything. Again, I'm not blaming the Daily Mail. They put the story out and thought it was a legitimate study. Like we all did too. No one's telling us why it was retracted. Oh, again, be very, very careful about what you're reading. Is that all real? Does it live for 30 minutes in the air? Can you now get it up to 4.5 meters away to face masks work or not work? I'm just telling you, be very careful about what you're reading. I think a lot of this is designed to stoke hysteria, not suggesting it. I'm getting a ton of emails on this eight. I mean, record numbers of emails. I would say outside of Spygate and Kavanaugh, this has been our most involved audience back and forth, Um, listenership, downloads, everything, and the exchanges, our email, our Twitter, everything. I'm only, and it's been on both sides. Some people say, Dan, you, you're, one lady said to me, you're you." still in panic. I said, I am. That's kind of hysterical for you to say that because the whole purpose of the show has been to do the opposite. <laughs> and other people have been like, don't downplay this. This is serious. You're both right. It is serious. And some people are panicking, but we're not doing that. We're the ones telling you that this is the classic prisoner's dilemma. Where neighbors witness their neighbors doing, you know, stocking up on 72 weeks of toilet paper and they are going out and doing it too. It's hard to stop that. The only way to combat that is with information. Information matters. I want you to be very careful about what you're reading. Showing you how the stupid virus is spreading faster than Corona. We covered yesterday how... Leftist propagandists, not interested at all in solving this really tough problem right now, this public health crisis, Mm -hmm. are more concerned with calling you a racist if you call the virus the Wuhan virus, which is exactly what it is. Here is the intellectual scion of the left, AOC. And here's what AOC is concerned about, even though she's a representative from New York where a public health emergency was declared by the governor, Andrew Cuomo. Here's AOC, what she's worried. She's very worried about Asian-themed restaurants. Check this out. Honestly, it sounds almost so silly to say, but there's a lot of restaurants that are feeling the pain of racism, uh, where people are literally not patroning Chinese restaurants um, they're not patroning Asian restaurants because of just straight up racism around the coronavirus. So um Hold on a sec. <laughs> I got this sound. I can't even find a sound effect to describe how stupid that segment just was. I don't even you know what I might waste hey, I'm not even wasting That's why really, I'm silent. I don't even know why I played that. I don't even know what to say. I really don't. I ha- you know, what I have a note next to this. You know what it says? Uh-huh. Sod it stands for sound on tape. Yeah. It's like a you know term in the industry. That means play the sod. I have AOC and I have really with a question mark because I don't even have anything to add to that. <laughs> good, okay, good moving for on you, bro. because I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. dumb you down. I'm just again the only purpose to playing that is to show you how unserious government is. Many people in government in a time of crisis, not all, but many. Before I move on though. On a separate note, a serious hat tip, and a pat on the back if I can. I have to be a you know, we don't want to touch people during this, but you healthcare workers, nurses, doctors, administrators, custodians in the hospital sitting there, going to work every day. God bless you, men and women, I mean it. You are on the front lines of this, you have my utmost respect, and I think America's too. You know, I, I was a first responder, I, a police officer, um, a Secret Service agent. I frequently had to our military and my law enforcement colleagues because it's they were, you know, they're allies of mine. But I, shamefully, I've left out in the past healthcare workers. You're on the front lines too. You EMTs out there, paramedics, firemen who go out there and attend to people who are sick. It happens all the time. Fire departments are EMTs, and it's a lot of times in many cities, it's the same thing. You have my utmost respect. God bless you for what you're doing. The serious people, you're the serious people solving this in light of the idiocy we just saw. God bless you. Okay. Um, You know what? Let me get to our second sponsor, and I want to cover last night some election coverage because last night was a very seriously, I mean, damaging night for Bernie Sanders. And there's some pros and some cons to this one. Um, for us, I'm not talking about, there's really no pros for Bernie, but there's some pros and cons for us, especially with regards to the 2020 general election coming up. Today's show also brought to you by our friends. This is a serious read, folks. I I specifically asked this company, they are paid sponsor and they have been for a long time. I thought this was a good time. This is less of an ad, more of a public service announcement from our friends at My Patriot Supply. This week, we woke up to a spike in these virus cases in Italy. The market lost 3% of its value. This all happened overnight. Folks, I've been talking about warning signs, though, forever. Preparedness matters. My Patriot Supply supplies emergency food and supplies. They have been flooded. Flooded. Figuratively flooded with orders from listeners. They can barely keep up with the demand. Be prepared. Preparedness matters. Preparedness prevents panic. Go to preparewithdan.com. Reserve your two-week emergency food kit today. I just bought two more. I'd happily show you the receipt. I'd have to pull it up on my phone. Normally... Patriot Supply can ship in two days, but as of today, they're projecting at least two weeks, maybe more. They're asking you to be patient. Preparedness matters. These meals include breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They last up to 25 years in storage. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of insurance for your food supply. We insure everything in our lives, it matters. We insure our homes. We insure our cars. We insure our health. Insure your food supply. My Patriot Supply is still honoring their 45% off special and will ship as fast as they can. Time is running out to prepare. Don't wait. Do not wait another day or you'll face the prospect of, sadly, some empty shelves somewhere. Preparewithdan.com. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Preparewithdan.com. Pick up your supply of their food today. Preparewithdan.com. Okay. Again, I always appreciate your patience. Last night, a really rough night for Bernie Sanders. There were a number of Democrat primaries last night. Bernie Sanders, it looks like he may only win one. Uh, was it South Dakota, or North Dakota that he won? Hmm. Uh, either way, the delegates there are nowhere close to what he needed. It looks like Joe Biden's going to win uh, Missouri, the big prize in Michigan, Mississippi, uh, elsewhere, he's even competitive in Washington State. Ladies and gentlemen, this is big, bad news for Bernie Sanders because remember, Bernie Sanders eked out a victory against Hillary Clinton in 2016 in Michigan with their 150 plus delegates last night, which was the big prize. And now it looks like he got smoked by an awful candidate in Joe Biden last night. <coughs> Excuse me. We're already saying, I'm okay. We're already seeing calls for Bernie Sanders to drop out, as we can see from this Washington Examiner piece. The Democrat establishment hates Bernie Sanders. They can't stand him. Uh, As Joe knows, and Paula, Bernie Sanders isn't even a Democrat. He's an independent. He's basically a socialist. So the Democrats have no loyalty to this guy at all. But as we see from this Naomi Lynn piece, again, it'll be in the show notes. You can read some of the quotes. Pressure's growing on Bernie now to leave the race. They want him out. They want a clear path for Joe Biden, which is really incredible, folks, because Joe Biden is an awful candidate. I brought this up yesterday. I'm going to bring it up today after the Super Duper uh, Tuesday sequel yesterday. Biden is weak. Nobody should be running in fear from Joe Biden. I use that Braveheart analogy. Remember when all the Scots are, wait. Do not flee when they see mm-hmm. the English on the battlefield. Please, when you see Joe Biden on the electoral battlefield and his supporters, everybody should be saying, wait, do not flee. There's nowhere <laughs> to run. Re- Joe Biden is weak. Folks, if, given my choice, I would rather face Biden. He's a mess. This guy's a mess. I brought this up the other day and I'm going to bring it up today because I think it's a great point. And I wanted the, unless I thought we were going to be on Hannity about Biden, but it was about uh, the Wuhan virus instead. I want to bring this up in a national setting last night. I'll bring it up now again, because it's important. Remember, no Democrats are defending Joe Biden. Nobody talks about how great Biden is. a kid. Nobody. <laughs> right. Find the quotes. They, they, All they do is tell you what Joe Biden isn't. Yeah. That is the hallmark of a troubled, deeply troubled campaign and the candidate that represents it at the top of the candidate of the campaign totem pole. Nobody read all the quotes about Biden. Well, at least he's not Bernie Sanders, the other Democrats. Well, at least he's not Donald Trump. Nobody defends this guy kind of chatting again before the show and i brought Mm -hmm. up this morning to paula i said can you imagine biden on a debate stage with trump folks it is going to be a disaster i'm not predicting the outcome of the election things change we don't know what's going to happen we saw the wuhan virus come out of nowhere things change overnight Mm -hmm. i'm simply suggesting to you that acting as bernie sanders was this you know was a far worse candidate than this magical uh you know, created in like a Captain America Super Serum Lab candidate, Joe Biden, is insane. Nobody ever says anything good about Biden. They only tell you about how not bad he is. Do you recall any of that with Reagan, with Trump, with Democrats when they spoke about Obama? Talked about Obama like he was the second coming. Nobody does that with Biden. He is weak. Showing you how weak he is. Here's another headline from the Washington Examiner. James Clyburn, representatives from South Carolina who saved the Biden campaign by endorsing him and giving him some uh, clout in the black community in South Carolina, which gave him momentum. Jim Clyburn, who supposedly loves Obama. Headline Caitlin Yillick, Washington Examiner. Jim Clyburn, cancel future Democratic debates. Folks. <laughs> They want this guy out of the public eye so badly that they're now, even though the race is still competitive, folks, despite what you've heard, the race is not over for Bernie. He has close to 600 delegates. He's still running competitively. And remember what I said yesterday in the show, even though he lost in a lot of these states, he was very competitive in some of them. He got crushed in some Southern states. But the Democrats don't have a win or lose delegate allocation process. In other words, you win the primary, you get all the delegates. That's not the way the Democrats have set up their process. Their process is proportional. Bernie got 40% of the vote. He gets roughly 40% of the delegates. How you lose matters. He has been losing relatively competitively. Meaning he's still racking up delegates. It is not over. But Clyburn... And the Democrats who are having Joe Biden now ridiculously do seven-minute stump speeches. Stump speeches, seven, seven, in Joe Biden math, seven, huh. seven-minute stump speeches. You believe that? Now, Joe, Joe has yeah. been in radio for a long time. You, you do you used to do can That's how I met Joe. You, yeah. you don't even do seven-minute appearances on, on on brief talk radio segments. You stay for if yeah. it's a good candidate, folks. They are hiding this guy. They want him off the debate stage. They don't want him talking in public. He is a mess. It's a total disaster and everybody knows it. Now process this for a minute. Mm. He is 77 years old now and is showing clear signs of not being up to the job. Can you imagine in four years how bad this is going to be? Don't tell me I'm not going to be frightened away by Politico and the left-wing media. It's not fair to discuss his mental state. Really? You're the same lunatics who thought John McCain was crazy. Yeah, I was following Twitter. I was going to put it up on the show. Headlines from left-wing outlets. John McCain signs he's losing his mind. Donald Trump, the 25th Amendment. Please spare us your garbage. We're not interested. Move along. We will discuss whatever we want. And Joe Biden's mental state is a fair topic of discussion for the man who's going to be the commander-in-chief of the most powerful military in the history of humankind. Period. Full stop. Thank you. Have a nice day. He is not up for the job. The Democrats know this. Can you imagine if he gets reelected? You're going to be talking about a guy in his mid-80s who at 77 has shown no ability whatsoever to handle the campaign trail. You doubt me? You probably saw this video yesterday. I don't like to play stuff that saturates cable news, but it's important in light of it. Some of you may have missed it. Here is a video of Joe Biden with a union worker in Michigan verbally accosting the guy and Biden, who's like the weakest candidate out there physically and mentally at this point. Why is he always threatening people with like violence? Yeah. It's, folks, it's sad. As a guy who practices violence often through mixed martial arts and Brazilian jujitsu only to avoid it, seriously, anyone who knows me knows I'm not in any way, I'm a big teddy bear. I only practice that so I won't get attacked and I can protect my family. What is Joe Biden at 77 constantly at? I'll take you outside. The other guy, remember the other guy? What, months ago? I'll challenge you to a push up contest. Hey, come on, man. I'll take Trump outside. Dude, please cut the... It's it's silly. It's stupid. And the fakest tough guys in the world are always the ones who talk about being tough guys the most. Damn it. Enough. Zip it, Joe. It's embarrassing. Here's Joe. You probably saw this, but again, it's, I want to do a follow-up. Threatening this union worker. It's just so stupid. Check this out. These union workers that have been working countless hours under the Trump administration. I'd like you to explain how you plan to not only keep us working, but how you intend on getting the union vote when there is a large portion of the union workers that are gun enthusiasts, and you are actively trying to diminish your Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're full of All right, thank you Now, shush. Shush. I support the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell, fire, That's not free speech, and from the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge, my sons hunt, guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away, at all. You need hundred rounds so and you were going to go. When you said you're going to take our guns. I did blood. not say that. That's not true. I did not say that. It's a viral that. video. Well, it's a viral video like the other ones they're putting out. that are simply alive. Your, your voice. You said that you're taking the gun. No, he just clarified no. it. Wait, 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 do wait, do it, do wait. The take the, take the AR, The AR-14s. Okay, this is not okay. Hold on, hold on. All right. Hey, let's keep going. There's a lot of guys. You're of guys me, man. I'm not worried. Hold on. Give me a break, man. Don't be such a worried guy. So there's Joe Biden again, time number 6,422, threatening a guy, cussing him out. At least he didn't call him a lying dog-faced pony soldier like he called that woman in that other rally. Now, you probably saw it. So you're saying, well, what? Because, you know, I don't like to play stuff that's sick. Because you can see it on cable. Why am I playing this? Not because I need to highlight Joe's serious decline on the campaign trail. We already know that. I just covered it. Even the Democrats are trying to hide him. Cancel the debates. Seven-minute stump speeches. When I ran for Congress, I did half-hour stump speeches. Congress. Here's coverage on MSNBC of that incident. And why is this sensitive to me? Before I get... Of course, Joe, the coverage of that is going to be because Joe's a Democrat, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. That was so awesome, man. It was so awesome. He told a potential voter he's going to take him outside and kick his ass. This is great. Yeah. This is really awesome. Or what do you say? Let's go outside or threaten to slap them or whatever. This is great. This is so- Why is this sensitive to me? Because folks, many of you know me, you've been with me a long time. You're my audience and I tell you things I don't tell everyone else. I obviously have had some confrontations with media types. I'm a New York guy and that's not an excuse, but I've told media people to go blank themselves and told one that his outlet was full of stuff. And so I've heard. CPAC yeah. and mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe's heard the rumors. Yeah, those rumors are true. And you know, it reminds me of that Ghostbusters line when I told the guy um, that your boss at Mediaite is a D. Um, Reminds me, remember Ghostbusters? When he calls the guy d less and then the guy says, uh, "Bill Murray says that is true. He has no." That is true. What I said, but it's kind of funny because, I, by the way, I wasn't, I never, I have never vi- ever would, by the way, ever, because it's unforgivable and it's against my values. You don't threaten physically people. I'm 6'1, 230 pounds, totally inappropriate, totally inappropriate, immoral. But I have had episodes where I've told people, Joe, the headline every time is unhinged, yeah. <laughs> crazy yes. lunatic, damn budget. Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. Now, Joe Biden physically threatens people. And listen to this coverage by Claire McCaskill, how awesome this is when Democrats do it. Check this out. Him going toe to toe with that union member today, Mm -hmm. where the rest of the union guys were all around and he used a bad word. Um, Mm -hmm. That will help him with those voters. It It won't hurt him. It will help him. There you go. When Joe Biden does it, it's awesome. Claire McCaskill, this is great. People are going to love this. Yeah, and I tell fake news outlets they can go somewhere. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm just telling you from a guy who's been a victim of this stuff, this is why you just have to gaff off and not care whatsoever. If you're running for office, take my advice. Just gaff it off. This media yeah. coverage of all of just gaff it off it will have no effect whatsoever on you where people don't like the media they know it's dishonest if you feel the need to tell them to go somewhere then you do whatever you want to do because it doesn't matter if you're a republican you will always be painted as the unhinged insane lunatic the democrats will you know how they'll be painted joe Mm. he's a truth teller Ah. shows an edge whatever it's total crap just ignore it i do i actually relish it and i'll tell you I'd never got more. That Mediaite article came out. We did a million <laughs> downloads that same That's day. Right. So I'm, I'm serious. I can't thank him enough. All right. What did we just cover here? Rough night for him. Oh, okay. This is, I want to get back to some. This is just a brief kind of spygate. So I know I haven't touched it in a few days. Actually, more than a few days because, you know, I only cover it when there's news. But this is important. Just quick one. But this story's in the show notes and I want you to keep it handy. This is one of those articles I'd like you to keep up on your phone or your computer. Keep it handy. Because it totally, again, annihilates this left-wing, stupid media talking point that, oh, my gosh, nothing really went wrong with the FISA process. We shouldn't worry. It was just a few low-level guys. John Solomon has a piece up in his excellent new website. I think it's just the news. Uh, just uh, But this one was at uh, uh, John Solomon Reports. This is important. Going back to this, is March 9, 2020. The 21 words uttered by the FISA court that changed the Russian collusion case forever. No one ever forget this. I wanted to bunk a narrative here, and this is what this piece accurately does. Again, be available in the show notes, bongito.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. We keep hearing from the media this misleading of the FISA courts with the fake dossier to spy on candidates. Joe, mm-hmm. don't worry. No big deal. It was some low-level guys. It wasn't institutional. Nothing needs to change. Now, this is important. Why? Because the media loves gaslighting. Yeah, cool. Nothing to worry about, (laughs) right? They love gaslighting, and they're doing it for a reason. Nothing is by coincidence, folks. Nothing. Let's get to the words first about the 21 words that matter, and then why this is all coming out now, this media gaslighting, that, oh, it's just a few low-level FBI guys. It's not a coincidence. I promise. First. Here was the ruling by the actual FISA court judge and what he said. So you have his actual words handy and ready to go from the John Solomon piece. Quote, in just 21 words, FISA judge uh, Bozberg provided the first judicial declaration that the FBI had in fact misled the court, not just committed process errors. Quote, There is thus little doubt that the government breached its duty of candor to the court with respect to those applications. Folks, this has already been ruled on that the FISA court was clearly misled by government investigators in an effort to spy on Donald Trump. I know you know that, but it's important you have the words at your fingertips ready to go because leftists want you to believe that it was low-level, why? Because the modern left that used to be used to be concerned with civil liberties, has been largely, not all, this is important, I'll bring this up in a second with regards to this Wall Street Journal article, largely, but not all, hijacked by police staters. Follow me here. I know this is, I don't want this to be convoluted. Mm -hmm. I've seen a reemergence of this narrative just in the last few months. Silly narrative that the FBI spied on Trump. They clearly misled the court. We know that because the dossier they used was fake. But don't worry, it was low-level guys. We should keep the process. Why? Why has that narrative emerged? Despite the fact that the FISA judge just debunked the whole narrative. He's saying this isn't process of This is big. Because the left has been hijacked by people who love the weaponization of the intelligence community. They've seen the success of doing it with the Trump collusion hoax. They want to keep this going. Everybody tracking me? Mm-hmm. Now, why is this perfectly timed, these fake narratives? Because by March 15th, a lot of these FISA and spying Patriot Act provisions, which I've been discussing on the show, roving wiretaps, business records provisions, are up for renewal. People like Mike Lee and Rand Paul and FreedomWorks and other organizations have been bravely fighting against this because the FISA court's a total scam and a joke and should be thrown out completely but they're up against, sadly, some rhino Republicans who aren't real constitutionalists and a bunch of leftist Democrats who used to care about civil liberties. Remember the ACLU and all this. Who now, I don't know what the ACLU's position position on this is, but some civil liberties, they used to care about that stuff. No more. They are all in on the police state now, and they want to desperately make sure, Joe, that all of these FISA provisions are renewed Mm -hmm. with almost no changes at all so the Democrats can do it again. All of this stuff is time. None of this is a coincidence. Look at this Wall Street Journal piece Hmm. about these FISA provisions and these Patriot Act provisions up for renewal. The editorial board says a headline, cleaning up the FISA mess. Now, you may say the Democrats have the majority in the House. What is stopping them from putting a hold on any reforms and just reauthorizing all this FISA Patriot Act stuff, Joe? Hmm. Well, Notice before I said not all of the Democrat Party has been hijacked. A lot of it has. But thankfully, there are some honest progressives. May not agree with them, but at least they're principled and are honest about what they stand for. There are some progressives who are saying in the House, nah, you know what? I said I wasn't into this government spying thing years ago when it was the Republicans, and I'm not into it now when we did it either. Right? Shocker. <laughs> some of them still have principles. You don't believe me? Check out this snippet from the piece. Despite these revelations talking about the Bozberg revelations that the FISA court was was abused by the the DOJ and others House Democrats initially planned the reauthorization of all this stuff that contained negligible reforms <laughs> but a revolt by progressives against nearly any surveillance forced the democrat leaders to seek GOP votes thus the chance for some modest reform hmm. I'm not here celebrating these radical far leftists who would like nothing more than to see your tax money, your health care, and your education all fall into their hands so they can destroy it. I'm simply here to give you the facts. The facts are that some progressives, thankfully, have stuck to their guns on civil liberties and are saying, nah, this FISA spying thing isn't such a good thing. And the Democrats are saying, we don't have enough votes to make this thing go through to keep our police state dreams up and fresh fresh and clean smelling nice like new linens we're going to need some GOP votes too and a lot of these Republicans are saying no no we're not reauthorizing this thing clean you're going to fix some stuff some of the proposals ladies and gentlemen I think are weak the FISA court just has to go I'm sorry the whole FISA court I don't believe in any of this Patriot Act nonsense get a warrant if it's a foreigner who is not um, in in the United States it doesn't matter anyway get rid of it get a warrant it's not hard But some of the provisions have been the the Attorney General Bill Barr or any future Attorney General have to be notified about future uh, uh, spying campaigns and cases that may involve a political candidate. It's it's all not. Folks, it doesn't matter. You think if Loretta Lynch was notified about this or Eric Holder, it would have mattered. It's just dumb. Mm. FISA court's a joke. But I don't want to sell them short. Again, at least some progressives have stuck by their guns on them. Okay, I want to get to this hidden votes piece at Politico because it's important. I've been talking about it for a couple of days, but it matters. And I want to tell you why this may be related to the Wuhan virus and some serious trouble ahead for the Trump team. Not to scare anybody, just stuff is happening. We need to know. Information and knowledge is power. Let's get to our final sponsor of the day. Good to hear from them again. Freedom Project Academy, we love Freedom Project Academy. Can't endorse them anymore, folks. They are committed to actually educating your child, educating your child with values and things that matter. It's not an indoctrination factory, sadly, like a lot of our schools have become. It's sad, but it is happening. Freedom Project Academy. When we when we, uh, when we think of a leftist takeover in public schools, we think of California and New York, not a Catholic elementary school teacher who shares LGBT books, a Kentucky bill that requires sex ed in kindergarten, or a proposed LGBT school in Alabama. This is not just a problem in major cities. It's everywhere and only getting worse. That's why tenured University of Wisconsin professor Dr. Duke Pesta created Freedom Project Academy for parents who want to take back control of their kids' education. Freedom Project Academy, FPA is an accredited classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values for students in K through 12. It's a complete interactive educational experience where students attend live classes with students across the country from the comfort and safety of your own home. This is your job to teach your kids about this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. On a side note, it's not the schools. This is your job. However you feel about it, it's your job. We shouldn't be sending our kids to indoctrination factories. Most importantly, they teach students how to think, not what to think. Go to Freedom for school.com and request your free information packet today. Enrollments already begun, so get your place while there's still room. That's freedom for, F-O-R school.com, freedom for school.com, freedom for school.com. Go check them out today. We love Freedom Project Academy. It's good to have them on board. All right. So I've been teasing this article all week because I found it fascinating. I think having been a uh, candidate run for office myself, Um, I'm always sensitive to political tactics, changing tactics, and how things are going to work or not work for a campaign that can either leverage or gets run over by modern technology. The Trump campaign has been especially effective with these rallies in leveraging what we'll call finding hidden votes. Now, there was this piece in Politico. It's it's actually semi-decent, which is a shocker. It's in the show notes from a couple of days ago. And the headline is this, Why Hidden Votes Matter. What are hidden votes? Folks, when you run for office, as I did, the headline of the piece, by the way, is Politico, are Trump's MAGA rallies a hotbed of, quote, hidden voters? Hidden voters are people who don't show up on voter registration or voter lists from people who voted. When you run for office, most state parties, Republicans and Democrats, when I ran in Maryland and Florida, and and even private companies can access voter lists. Now, they have no idea who you voted for. They know two things. They know what your party registration is and they know that you voted. We have a secret ballot in the United States. It would be illegal to do. No one knows who you voted for. Now you can assume what you'll look at is like what we would call on our campaign when I ran for Congress, the four by four voters. People who last four primaries, last four elections are registered Republicans and voted. If they didn't change their party affiliation at some point, you can reasonably assume, although you don't know, but you can reasonably assume they voted Republican. When you're running in a primary, you want to knock on those doors because in many states, only Republicans can vote in a primary. And that's what you'll do. You'll pick the last four primaries, the last four general elections who voted in every one, meaning they're diehard voters and they haven't changed their affiliation. So they're probably diehard Republicans. That's great. That's great. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, every candidate has access to that. So the door you knock on is going to be knocked on 10 minutes later by your opponent. Pretty simple. The key to an election in these modern times is to find the hidden voters. Now, how was that done in the past? In other words, people who are not registered yet who are going to. So they don't show up on any voter registration roll. Or people who are registered but haven't voted in the last four generals the last four primaries, but may vote in the next one. These are your hidden voters and these are pockets of support that can be a secret weapon because nobody knows about them because they're not there. They don't show up in the paperwork in the spreadsheets. How have you found them in the past? Well, ladies and gentlemen, before Facebook, Twitter, targeting, being able to use text messaging and things like that, geo-targeting, What did we do? You ran an ad on NBC or CBS and you hope that hidden voters saw it and said, hey, I like this candidate, Dan Bongino, and I want to go out and register to vote and vote. What's the problem with that? The problem with that is you're probably spending upwards of five, ten thousand dollars if it's an ad that's going to get seen by a wide number of people. And the person you're influencing, you may reach five or ten people if you're lucky, paying about a thousand dollars to vote. It's a huge, colossal waste of money and time. The Trump campaign, and this is why with the Wuhan virus and this people who are now canceling rallies, this could be very damaging. I don't want to gloss over this. These Trump rallies have been a hotbed, to quote Politico, of finding hidden voters for free. Let's go to takeaway number one. This has been the genius of the Trump campaign. Hat tip to Brad Pascal, who's been running it. Quote, keep in mind, it's from political. They don't even like Trump. But by compiling names from Trump's enormously popular rallies, where people go to register, folks, his campaign says it's able to appeal to potential supporters, i.e. hidden voters, folks, in a way other campaigns haven't done. Says one Republican strategist simply dubbed Trump's additional names hidden voters because they can't be identified by other candidates from traditional voter lists. Again, why? Because they didn't vote before. Everyone generally has access to the same data, like I just told you, this person said. But these people are showing up and the other side can't see them. They're new voters that are secret. Folks, these rallies are gold. It'll be very politically damaging if he can't continue to do them. Having said that, he's already identified Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of these secret voters. Now, some have said, well, a lot of these secret and persuadable voters who are not registered but may register to vote and who are registered but haven't voted, a lot of them don't like Trump and are going to show up because they hate Trump. Well, let me give you the counterpoint to from the Politico piece. That's not inaccurate. This, uh, this guy says Democrats actually have more opportunities than Republicans to reel in those hidden voters citing a Pew study that examined 40% of eligible voters who didn't cast a ballot in 2016. Democrats and Democrat-leading independents comprised 55% of those non-voters, while 41% of the non-voters were Republicans and Republican leaners, the study showed. Okay, fine. Their counterpoint is this. Well, those hidden voters, mm-hmm. the majority of them want to vote Democrat or democrat leaning Yeah, that's great, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is how much is it going to cost the Democrats to find them? Because it's costing the Trump campaign Zero. Because they're walking into Trump rallies and texting. What is the text? 88022. I did it this morning. What's my action item? As I say it all my speeches when I go out to do matters. Talk is cheap. I hope you love my show. I love my show. But ladies and gentlemen, talk is cheap. If it doesn't motivate you to action, it's all nonsense. Spoke in front of a group the other day. Got out there and did my part. You need to do it too. I ran for office. Go out there and do something. Give the Trump campaign your data. I'm not telling you to. This is not an order. I'm in no position to do that. We're all friends here. I'm simply saying, if you want to do something that matters, don't make the Trump campaign spend $20,000 on an ad to find you. If you can text, you got to text Trump, T-R-U-M-P, just his last name. Text Trump, go to your phone, do it today, to 88022. I just did it. I'm not kidding. Here, I'll show you on my phone. You think I'm messing with you? I just did it. Here, can you see that? It says, thanks, our Team Trump, take our Team Trump survey, which I'll do in a minute. And then you reply with your zip code and uh, they'll give you some information targeted to your area. They did not pay for this spot. I have had them as a sponsor before, disclosure, I'm just telling you, Mm -hmm. if you want to help them, don't make them pay to find you. The Democrats may have an advantage in that whatever, they're 55% of people who didn't vote may vote Democrat, but the Democrats have to go find them first. We don't have that problem with the rallies. I love that piece. It was very good, even though it was in Politico, which is a really horrible rag most of the time. All right, I got to move on because I got a lot to cover. Today's a busy news day. New York Times. (laughs) This is just, this this is so beyond ridiculous, absurd, hilarious. Here it is. Here it is again. New York Times. Russia trying to stoke U.S. racial tensions before election. Officials say, here it is, Joe. Look who the author is again. Here he is. I can't believe it. Mr. Adam Adam. Goldman. This guy, again, ladies and gentlemen, this guy is (laughs) like the lead gaslighter. on. Whenever the intelligence community needs a colossal line of BS to put out, they go to Adam (laughs) Goldman. This guy at the New York Times (laughs) is like... A, a sounding board for disgruntled members of the IC intelligence community who want to get a story, not the story out there. And he repeats it every time. So I want to show you the piece again, kind of in light of what I told you about the Politico story, the initial Politico story, saying lab shortages. And at the end of the story, there's no lab shortages. So this piece, what's the headline? The Russians are at it again. Yeah. They're trying to stoke racial tensions. Everybody, ah, the Russians are coming. They got, we need Paul Revere throughout the streets, sounding the alarm. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Well, when you get down into the piece again, they always kind of bury this a little bit. Joe, who told them this, Adam Goldman? We all need to worry about the Russians. Why are they doing this? Again, <laughs> because they're going back to the 2016 playbook. It's not new. It's not even hard to figure out. If Trump wins re-election, they are just going to bring out of the dirt and resurrect from the grave the narrative that the Russians did it. It's as simple as that. I'm more complicated. And they're already prepping you for it. So, according to Goldman, <laughs> officials are telling him this, Joe, this is really serious. Yes, the Stan. Russians are trying to help Trump win. Joe taking this very seriously Yes we are Dan It is is most It is It is fakest serious Serious fakest voice (laughs) You read down in a piece And you see this little gem Russia's primary goal According to several officials Joe Briefed on intelligence Who spoke on the condition of anonymity Discuss this information Is to foster a sense of chaos in the US Listen to this part This is great Though Russia's motivations are under debate and difficult to decipher in the absence of high-level intelligence sources inside Moscow. Oh, oh, okay, this is great. So we're all supposed to believe in this headline at the New York Times that the Russians, again, listen, I have no doubt the Russians want to screw up this country. And I have no doubt. The question is not, is it a problem? It's, again, how serious a problem. Apparently, it's serious enough for a New York Times headline. Keep in mind, the Chinese are doing this, too. So are all our geopolitical adversaries trying to mess with our elections. Why does Russia continue to get this unwarranted attention? By unwarranted, I mean constant coverage every day in lieu of the opportunity cost of covering everyone else's intelligence operations in the United States because they think it worked in 2016 and they'll lie about it again. That's right, Dan. The IC, the Russians are doing it again. You read, again, you get down into the piece and you find out that well, we're not really sure this is true because we don't have any high-level sources in Moscow. That's crazy because Christopher Steele's entire dossier was based on, quote, high-level sources in Moscow (laughs) that the media told us was legit. Can you put that back up again? Because despite the fact that Goldman himself, known Spygate media plotter, acknowledges that his sources, and I'm using air quotes because these are not real sources, are telling him they have no good sources in Moscow but we definitely know a lot about Moscow are also telling him that this is clearly here to help Trump because some American officials said that Russia believed acts of violence could bolster president Trump's reelection bid. If he could argue that a response to this episode demanded a law and order approach. Holy Moses, ladies and gentlemen, The stupidity of this is endless. The intellectual vacuum our media lives in is just staggering. How stupid do they think you really are to fall for this again? In his own piece, Spygate plotter himself, Goldman, acknowledges that his sources are telling him they have no good sources as he in the next paragraph writes, but those sources are telling us the Russians are definitely helping Trump. (laughs) Jeez Louise. It's a real piece. By the way, hat tip, hat tips are important. Svetlana Lakova who I had the interview show with it's on my YouTube channel youtube.com slash Bongino she had this on her Twitter feed that's where I saw the article she can't believe it either that in their own piece they're telling you they have no good sources simultaneously telling you how those horrible sources are telling them the Russians are definitely back to help Trump and suckers are, it's unbelievable suckers are falling for it again oh my gosh Please, folks, please, please, I'm begging you. Stop falling for this garbage. The media is wasting your time. Do your own homework. Do not rely on these people at the Times, the Post. It is garbage. It is all garbage. Politico, garbage. All right, have enough time? All right, let me cover this final story. Um, From an economics perspective, Washington Times, another story up in the show notes today. Please check it out. There are some battles going up on Capitol Hill right now. What to do about the economy As we're looking now. The stock market's struggling a bit today. Very volatile. Mm. volatility index is off the charts. And I see it as a buying opportunity. I'm not your financial advisor. Based on your risk, you have to determine what you need to do. I totally understand that. Some people said, well, don't tell people to buy. I'm not telling people to buy. I'm telling you what I do. You do what you want to do. I'm not telling anybody to do anything. I'm not your financial advisor. I'm just telling you I believe in the long-term power of the U.S. economy. We are going to get a vaccine. We are going to get through this. Washington Times headline, Democrats use coronavirus crisis to push a liberal wish list, of course. Really? <laughs> Liberals, they want, I mean, it, like this isn't even like a shock. Yeah. They want more paid sick leave, food stamps, all the liberal wish list. President Trump is proposing a payroll tax cut. I don't think it's going to go through, folks. I, I don't think, honestly, they'll even have all the Republican votes for it. Candidly, is it the best idea out there? I'm not sure. You say, okay, Dan, well, what's your idea? Fair enough, good question. I think a better idea would be to push for a long-term tax cut, a drastic middle-class tax cut, maybe 10 percentage points. You may say, that's crazy, it'll never get through. Ladies and gentlemen, this payroll tax is probably not gonna get through either. So, to be clear, payroll tax, we're talking about you know, FICA, Social Security, they're talking about zeroing that out for a little while. You may say, well, what's the problem with that? It's more money in our pockets. I love that. I love more money in Americans' pockets and not in the government's pockets. Don't get me wrong. The problem is it's temporary, like it was when Bush did it, like it was when Obama did it. And you may get a little juice out of it, but it's not going to impact long-term investment decisions we need. We need companies on a longer horizon to be able to plan out in the future what their income is going to be and make investment decisions. Can I give you, you know, I hate business school examples because business school is great, but, you know, practical business experience matters, as many of you know. But I did learn a lot. And some of the things I apply in my own Bungino Inc., uh, business here with my wife. When a business is trying to say, you know, Joe has a computer factory he has on the side. When they're trying to plan out investment decisions, like do I open up a new factory? Because we're getting a lot of demand. I Mm -hmm. sold hundred thousand computers last year. Demand next year is for 200. I don't have enough capacity. I may need to build a new factory. When a business does that, they use modern methods. And a lot of these modern methods are very simply spreadsheets and net present value analysis. Excuse me. In other words, I' not supposed to touch your face, but I just had an itch in my nose. Net present value analysis is this. If I invest this million dollars in a factory, depreciate it over time, will that million dollars in today's money generate a positive return to me or a negative one? It's as simple as that. Okay. So they discount backwards their ex- planned expenses. What are we going to have to pay in taxes? What's the anticipated demand? How much is it going to cost for employees? And they put them in simple spreadsheets. It's impossible to plan out, though, in the future if you have no idea what some of those costs in the spreadsheet are going to be. A payroll tax cut, again, I'm more all about getting money in your pockets, and it's better than nothing. I'd rather see a long-term cut. Capital gains, corporate taxes, middle-class tax cut. It would allow companies to plan long-term, where some of those expenses for them, like taxes, would be lesser, that may make some of those investments that were negative, in fact, positive now, and we'd get more of a boost long-term out of it. The Democrats' plans, I think, are garbage. I think it's not going to help at all. But another problem with the payroll tax cut is if you're laid off right now, you're not on a payroll, so the payroll tax is going to help you. Cutting tax rates, if you get a job back, would probably help a lot. And it may help with your filing and it may help with your income tax at the end of next year. Corporate tax cut would go a long way for helping companies invest. Read the article, though. You can see the competing plans. Again, I'll take a payroll tax cut if it's the only option, but I'd much rather see a long term middle class tax cut and a corporate tax cut as well. It's the best way to do it. We need investment. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks to everybody who did yesterday. We had a big bump yesterday thousand new subscribers in one day, youtube.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. It's all free. Check out our video show there. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24 seven at D Bongino.